sideline yan. I thought I'd begin our sitting time with a short two paragraphs from Bhante Gunaratana's book, Mindfulness in Plain English, chapter Dealing with Problems. He says, It is essential to learn to confront the less pleasant aspects of existence. Our job as meditators is to learn to be patient with ourselves, to see ourselves in an unbiased way, complete with all our sorrows and and inadequacies. We have to learn to be kind to ourselves. In the long run, Avoiding unpleasantness is a very unkind thing to do to yourself. Paradoxically, kindness entails confronting unpleasantness when it arises. One popular human strategy for dealing with difficulty is auto-suggestion. When something nasty pops up, you convince yourself it is not there or you convince yourself it is pleasant rather than unpleasant. The Buddha's tactic is quite the reverse. Rather than hide it or disguise it, the Buddha's teaching urges you to examine it to death. Buddhism advises you not to implant feelings that you don't really have or avoid feelings that you do have. If you are miserable, you are miserable. That is the reality. That is what is happening. So confront that. Look it square in the eye without flinching. When you are having a bad time, examine that badness. Observe it mindfully. Study the phenomenon and learn its mechanics. The way out of the trap is to study the trap itself. Learn how it is built. You can do this by taking the thing apart piece by piece. The trap can't trap you if it's been taken to pieces. The result is freedom. So first and foremost, recognizing that it's not really possible to learn, to have insight when the heart is fragmented, the mind unsteady. So we intentionally collect the energy of the mind, gather the heart together, here and now, in the experience of the body sitting. However imperfect or unpleasant the sensations of the body are now, gathering, opening, trusting, meeting the body with kindness, 
understanding that sitting is like this. The most basic act of kindness is this capacity to include, to include, for example, the sensations of the body now. This clear sense that these sensations have a right to be here, they belong here now. Although they may not be our preference, it's lawful the way that it is now. It's not a mistake. Breathing in, feeling the body just as it is, exhaling, accepting the body just as it is. Breathing in, feeling, being intimate with the body, sitting, exhaling, undefended, acceptance, letting the body be. So whether feeling the body generally, the sensations of the body, or aware of the breath moving in the body, let's take some time to gather the attention, to steady the mind, settle the heart, Some people find it useful to use the rhythm of the breath to be reminded of how to practice. So as you breathe in, you can remember this possibility of opening and including, being interested in the way it is. And with each out-breath, You can practice trusting and relaxing. (coughs) And feel free to repeat some words with both the in-breath and the out-breath. It can be as simple as the word opening. You could repeat that a couple times for each in-breath. And then trusting or relaxing a couple times with each out-breath.
can use these meditation words for a few rounds or longer, but just allow them to go away when they're no longer helpful, no longer necessary.
to whatever degree you experience a steadiness, evenness of mind, what we call samadhi. Notice its effect on all the different experiences are felt, the feeling tone. So the evenness and steadiness of mind has a way of extinguishing or cooling the reactive patterns. Less resistance and therefore less dukkha, dukkha dukkha, the ordinary experience of mental and physical pain, simply due to the steadiness of attention, the evenness of mind, the subtleness of heart. So in this place of being relatively settled, the experience more pleasant and neutral Then notice what arises, what painful sensations and painful, unpleasant mind states. Notice what arises. And when unpleasant physical or mental experience arises, see if it's possible to be interested as if this were the most interesting phenomena, the phenomena of unpleasant mental or unpleasant physical experience being known. So again, we're interested in the unpleasantness of the sensation or the sound or the unpleasantness of the mind state more than the mind state or the sensation itself. And of course, if no unpleasant mental or physical experience arises, then notice the pleasantness or the neutrality of the mind-body experience. You can get interested in that until you do notice something unpleasant, mental or physical, that arises. And bring this wholehearted interest as if you've come across the most important teacher. A lot of respect and patience. We get interested, the mind is interested in the unpleasant feeling that is arising.
so as best you can. We're interested in what is it about an unpleasant mental or physical experience that makes it dukkha, makes it stressful, hard to bear. Or another question, what's actually the difference between the unpleasantness of the thought or mind state or the unpleasantness of the sensation and the experience of suffering? Is everything that's unpleasant suffering? If not, what makes suffering suffering? makes it more than just an unpleasant experience being known. So much to learn and just this basic interest in unpleasant physical and mental experience. For example, noticing in all the little and big ways how we're capable of making it worse. Different varieties of resistance or denial or struggling in one fashion or another that compounds the experience of stress or difficulty, makes things worse. And how many ways, varieties of relaxing and trusting and putting down the resistance that leads to the opposite, a sense of more ease, the unpleasant experience becoming less and less a personal problem, less and less a big deal. course, noticing all the different strategies that are really about tolerating pain or putting up with it or we're not really accepting it, we're bearing with it, hoping that soon it will go away. Just notice what that's like. No need to judge. 
Buddha sometimes equated dukkha, this basic unsatisfactoriness of experience, equated dukkha with the mind clinging to both physical mental experiences, the mind grasping, getting identified with, taking personally. So for the last minute or two, noticing that correlation. So whatever the mind is identified with here in the mind-body experience, is there a corresponding experience of stress? And in moments of non-clinging, non-grasping, is there the corresponding experience of freedom from stress. Take the last minute to contemplate this experience of the mind and body. So this experience of the mind and body, what we call the world, the world of experience, the here and now world. So we change our attitude about this world of experience that's here and now. Instead of, in a superficial way, thinking that experience is here to make us happy, to deliver happiness to us, we have this sense that the experience of the mind and body, this world of experience, is a teacher. It has something to teach us. For example, it can teach us that clinging hurts. That full and complete release is good. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit 
dharmaseed.org slash donate.